trying to lock you down for a long time and I this know point. I never come to I live in New York now I never come I back to LA but you lived here for a while right lived here for a while but moved away oh boy it must be t- over two years now right miss it love LA how love long did you LA. live here when you lived here I don't know four years four years not a long time and it took me a while to warm up yeah I know? think I think that's sort of the general consensus is if you like it right away you're lying yeah, no, I, I I was openly not liking it, but... Yeah, me too, for a good year, but that was a while ago. Now it's just like, oh, God, it's beautiful. Everything is the best. The, you got to go to Topanga Canyon. You ever go out there? I, I've, I've been out there, but I don't... It's one of those things where when you live in a place that you have access to the thing, you never do the thing. You yeah, but I mean? you need to do... Because you, you have a lot of... Are you... Is Superstore still happening? It is, but I'm just a small part of it, yeah. Oh, so you're not there all every show? No, no, not at all. That would be nice, but... So you have free days. You have weekdays. Yeah, I've got a lot of free days. On a weekday? Right now. Yeah, run uh, out on a weekday when there's no weekend madness. Right. And oh, especially in the winter because then no one's going to the beach. That's a lot of the traffic. But Topanga is, to is to the, the mountains. Topanga is between the highway. I guess it's 170 right. or 101. I don't know which. And Malibu. That's 101. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of people go that way to get to Malibu. Right. Or... So it's beach traffic. Yeah. And that whole highway going west is always bad when you... Um, or then you go down Ventura Boulevard, man. It's like a fucking Tom Petty song. Yeah, I know. It's the <laughs> best. You go down that way, and then you go to Topanga Canyon, and it's like it's like 1979. You know, you feel like David Crosby, brown hairs. Just yeah. Walk over. 
people are doing tarot cards at the coffee shop. Dude, it's like a time capsule. It is funny, but you have to realize all those people are probably exceedingly wealthy. They're like super rich, but it they're pretending weird. to be poor. It's like a funny thing. That's true. Yeah. I like it, though. I don't care. I'll take the pretense. And I I mean, I, that stuff is so fun. Yeah, I guess I've, I, I haven't got a taste of Topanga Canyon, but I have been up to... I remember going out to Venice a bunch when I first moved here, and that was that's a similar vibe where you're like, yeah, this is the kind of thing that people in other parts of the country, like the Midwest or any place else, think that all of California is like. And I was like, it's not like that at all. And then you see this, like, oh, this right. is what you're making fun of. This is like the the hippy dippy, like like it's beyond dippy. It's it's like what what's California going to do when the '60s are no longer in living memory? You know, because it's so much of California's the identity 60s. is. Volkswagen, uh, yeah. uh, Vanagon. What is, what's the name of that thing? Bus Volkswagen. Well, Vanagon, bus. The Vanagon is a varietal. That's a, that's yeah. a type of. Uh, that's a type of the one of those things. Yeah, but that whole like. I don't know what's gonna happen to him. BW Beetle. That kind of yeah. like energy when everyone's just millennials. It's like you have no connection to the authenticity of the era. I think that maybe that's already the case. Is most people who who are into that culture have no connection nah, at all. There's some dudes out and there. They're just sort of re, they're just sort of like reliving it. Like it's like they're painting over the same thing. So it's not like really different. You know, a lot of people do that. Is they think like I think they do that when they move out to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. especially, or when they go to New York. It's kind of like there's this idea because there's so many movies and TV shows where it's like. You just get off the bus and you arrive in the big yeah. city, and here's what's supposed to happen. And, I'll, and so people kind of um, act out this kind of uh, the, the idea they have in their head of what the experience is. And right. then, in a lot of ways, they replicate what that is, you know? I mean, because everyone's doing it. So they bring it into fruition. Yeah, fruition, man. Fuck, man. Man, I'm all about fruition, bro. We should be doing this in Topanga Canyon up at, I forget the name of that coffee shop. Man. Oh, really? See, now I got to go. It's it, so it's so out there, man. It's all that kind of stuff. It's so out there, yet so close. There's dudes like, there's like serious hippies and stuff, like old ones, and then like energy crystal type stuff. Yeah. And all that stuff that like, I mean, I couldn't live in it, but visiting, oh my God, it's the best. It's like Sedona. I went to Sedona once I remember seeing stuff that I didn't think was existed. Right. The kind of like open, uh, earnest celebration of 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 energies and healing and stuff to yeah. where it mixed the, the mixture of that earnestness in uh, heal the healing energy arts with business cards it was like yeah, the yeah, greatest yeah. intersection. Like you also yeah. these nicely printed expensive business cards, but they're all about like Reiki or. Even just right. really absurd stuff it makes makes Reiki seem like fucking brain surgery compared to what these, some of these things we're talking about. Right. It's yeah, just, just so like, like the intersection of that and and like hard business is the funniest dude, thing to me. You gotta make your money though, you yeah. Know? You gotta make a lot of money because you gotta get that that uh that sweet ass pad that's got like the special like solar toilet. It is funny though, like out in Topanga, there is a real estate office right by the coffee shop, right. and you know how they have the listings in the windows and all that, and you're just like, "Oh, this is like un unattainable." Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like I mean, you know, you can buy a plot of land for eight hundred thousand right. dollars without a house on it. It's a weird thing. You almost have to be someone who's a reformed, like reality show producer to. <laughs> Yeah. It's so weird how many people have money out here. I yeah. don't get nobody really does anything. There's only like 800 people who do anything, and then every, yeah. but everyone else is Range Rovers and stuff. You know what I think the future? I think it's overseas. I think it's overseas is the new like California. 
But which overseas? If Where? you go to like Malaysia or something, yeah. and those like American communities, because it's so cheap, and so it's yeah. all these like Expats. weirdos. Yeah, that's gonna be like the this when we look back at the sixties and in fifty years they'll look back at like. Oh, cool! They were living in Kuala Lumpur back when That's it was funny. like really edgy and like, or not edgy, but like when it was so fresh funny. and new. And and there'll be there'll be four hundred thousand Americans in Kuala Lumpur. It's funny to think about that because you look at the uh, there's a lot of people I met doing comedy and stuff who were people from London. This thing, what's happening in uh, San Francisco and happening in New York, it's also happening in London. I think maybe Paris too, where. Uh, foreign investors are buying up all the real estate, and so people who live there can't afford to live there, so they go live in Bahrain or some shit. Right, and because it's like this is ridiculous. You this- go to you go to Bangkok, five hundred a month. You are living like nicely, really nicely, like made. Have you been apartment? There? Yes. How recently? Um, almost ten years ago. Okay, but um, I can't imagine that they've you know really changed it that much, but the. But the, uh, I think that's kind of like the thing. Like, so we're getting gentrified out. You and me, guys yeah. like us. I'm the picture of gentrification. I thought I was the the end game. You know what I mean? Right. But I got I got kicked out when I lived in Hollywood. They con- they some guy bought my apartment building right. and they renovated it and they're like, they brought you in- out. They didn't. They just kicked you out because oh, you shit. you can do if an apartment building in Los Angeles. Not to get into the nitty gritty of it, but if it's built after like 1976, there's no rules governing oh, okay. it. So that's fine. Whatever. I mean, that's just what it is. <laughs> but um, uh, I got gentrified out, and I was like, I'm the fucking, I'm the guy. You're supposed can you to swear on one? this, by the way. You can, yeah, you can swear all you want. All shit. Right. I try not to though. Really? Yeah, I think it provides a more I think it civilized is n- thing. I think it is nice to not swear, but also I don't feel like it's. You know what? I don't want you to limit yourself. I don't want you to hold. I don't want you to. I don't want you to hold back, David. If you feel the need to say something, wow, that is cool. I can always disguise your voice in a way which you can say whatever you wish, and you will remain anonymous. That's really cool. See, but you're already so deep. For you, it's almost like what's the point? There you go. Now you're full deep. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now you can talk about real estate. How how do you really feel about the market? Oh man, it's so fucked up right now. See, I, mean, I swore, but it's in a monster's voice. Hi, Tim, we're here, we're here with guest Timothy Geithner, former uh, Secretary of the Treasury, Fed Chair Tim Geithner. Hi, Geithner. How's it going these days? Now that you're now that you're uh, resting easy, collecting speaking fees. Pretty good, man. Speaking fees, dude. That's where it is. You get two hundred and fifty thousand to just show up. <laughs> what the fuck? How do you get in that? Nobody cares what they have to say. No, no nothing worth saying. What is that? How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> You're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Folks. We're back here live to tape with David Angelo, comedian, writer, author, skateboarder, gentrifier, and gentrification. Is it gentrify? It's not gentrify. Gentrifier. Oh gentrify. no! One who has been gentrified yeah. away. Is it gentrify? Gentra. I don't think there's yeah, a word for it. Gentriflee. A gentriflee. Yeah, you've been because it combines the uh, flea, the animal, and also flea, f l e e, to leave. Yeah, that could be what it is. Yeah, gentriflee. I had to get out, man. I had to get out. When did you first move to California? 2011. From where? New York City, but, the Big Apple. So you grew up in New York City. 
No, but I was living there yeah. for a while. It was home. It was home. And yeah. then and then what happened? So I was working for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Back then. Way back when. That's like in the beginning. Yeah. Season How that two, I think, is when I came on. I replaced Anthony Jeselnik. As a writer. As a writer. And, uh, you know, it was fun. I was there for a year. And uh, then that ended. And then uh, I was like, I'm, you know what? I'm going to Los Angeles. I'm mm-hmm. tired of New York. I'm bummed out, man. I want to go where it's, where it's, you know, Fleetwood Mac kind of scene. Where the Laurel weather Canyon, be- man. Where the weather suits your clothes. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the Harry Nilsson line. Or I guess it's Fred Neal from uh, Everybody's Talking. Everybody's how's it go? Everybody's What's the talking at ding, ding, Oh yeah, ding, ding, Midnight ding, Cowboy. Ding, 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 it won the Oscar, didn't it? It did. Uh first rated X Oscar winner. But the song also was nominated. I think it was. The we the irony is that Fred Neal wrote that when Harry Nilsson is a, was famous for writing songs. It was the one yeah. song he didn't write that got the most notoriety. <sighs> that must eat at you in a little bit of well, a way. He but drank, hey, the check's clear, you know? Yeah, and he drank enough to, you know, fill most swimming pools. I know. I don't get drinking. Have you, really? have you stopped drinking? No, I haven't stopped. I don't think I ever will because I just, I enjoy beer too much. I really enjoy it. But do you get drunk? I get drunk sometimes. Oh my god! The the more I don't like getting drunk that much anymore, though. Yeah, really it's don't. really hard. I mean, yeah. I'll have like a beer, right? But good God, when you like are the whole like being drunk first of all is like a grown man, and then like the hangover, the this and that. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah, it's a real. I think certain people are just aren't built for it. I'm not built. I feel very fragile as a person. What is your ethnic background as far back as you know? Um, Italian. Italian. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have some Irish friends, and I swear to God, they can fucking. They just go. They can drink more than other people, and it and suffer less. But I think honestly, honestly, guy, I think part of that drinking is uh, creating suffering. <laughs> it's like this yeah. weird thing where you're you're hurting yourself. We're we're willfully engaging in uh, personal pain because it feels good to have like. Very Catholic. Yeah, it's 100%. That's what it is. I mean, I can't. I just, I I have a hard time, honestly, God, with iced coffee. Really? I can't even have, if I have an iced (laughs) coffee, I'm like, I I need to like go home. I can't handle that shit anymore either. I can't drink cold. I stopped drinking coffee this week. I'm just on tea now. All right, there you go. But I'm still, you know, I'm still drinking like five Dude, you're ready for Topanga Canyon. You're ready. ready for Topanga Canyon. Get out there, dude. Yeah. They got matcha. They got whatever you need. Don't See, don't drink matcha, by the way. It's got lead in it. Are you Did serious? You know yeah, it's all lead. What do you mean it's got? How can it have lead in it? It can't have lead in it. Dude, I don't know how it works, but you Google matcha and, and lead, and uh, I mean, results will pop up. Well, that, that doesn't mean it's got lead in it. I think there's something about like just tea leaves and the way that they're like... I don't know, man. So you tell me that tea has lead in it too? I think tea. Has, I think it's something specific to green tea, but I could, okay. I could be totally wrong. I mean, I've always been against green like, tea. I've always been like, there's no point in green tea because it doesn't have any caffeine, or at least not enough caffeine does. to get you jacked, though. Yeah, but it, you're off. You're off coffee. You're going to tea. Yeah, but when you have a good, a good strong buzz from black tea, that is like a different sort of thing. Yeah. It's like what's well, like walking up a hill as opposed to. Um, it's like the the feeling you get when you 
get to the top of a of a mountain or a, a something you're climbing. Yeah. That, that highness versus how you feel when you're on a sled. There's like an exhilaration. Accomplishment versus exhilaration. Right. That's my. Uh, that's my. Can I tell you a mountain comparison. story? I'd love to hear a mountain story. I was uh, on Do you want December. Some music for this. Whatever you have. Okay, hold on. Let's find some music for the mountain. You know, just a, a lone banjo with a mouth harp, something like that. Well, that's kind of like a country thing. Oh, I don't know what mountain music is. I mean, I was thinking, is it like a triumphant thing, or is it more like no, a... No, no, no. Uh, it's not it's a, a harrowing thing. tale. A harrowing tale, okay. A harrowing tale. From last month. I think all I have is funk. <laughs> hey, whatever. I'll, you know, Which we'll is like the work. antithesis of heroin. This, maybe this will work. Oh, yeah, I like that. It's, it's smooth. Okay, give it a try. This has like a... Um, it's like... A, has this, it has know. a melody to it. Yeah, it's like reminds me of like Short Circuit too. Oh, wow. That's a deep reach. Um, so I'm in Texas. I'm at the right. Guadalupe Mountain National Park. Okay. Why? It's the <laughs> highest peak in Texas. Why are you this there? is a month ago. Why are you there? I don't know. I honest to God. So I'm going hiking. What, what do you mean? You, I'm going hiking in by the yourself? No, I'm with two friends. Okay, thank God. Yeah, thank God indeed, because here's what <laughs> happened. It's a four-day hike, okay? Four days, so you're camping out. We're camping out. It's in a mountain in a desert. Right. So I'm familiar have, with this. So just so you know, backstory, I've been there. I've done this in like... Guadalupe? No, more like uh, Eastern Sierras, which is okay. still pretty dry and pretty hot. Okay. So we're dealing with multiple terrains plus right. it's winter. Desert, winter, mountain. Right. That's I a mean, wonderful time to be there. It's beautiful. It's the only... I can't imagine doing it in the summer, but one way or another, we're dealing with a lot of factors. Nice. Of factors. This is more jazzy. <laughs> you have to you have to carry all your water, all the water oh, you're using. Why? There's no water. There's there? no water source. Okay. See, I've never had that. Sierra's lots of water. Sierra, just and it's not not just water. It's the best tasting water yeah. in the entire world. But you filter, right? Fuck no. Are you kidding me? Really? You don't? Above six thousand feet. If you're filtering, you're, you're above six thousand. Above six thousand. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Even. Depends how much is above that. Well, there's almost nothing above that. And especially if you're above 8,000, you're totally good. Where do the Sierras max out? 10,000? Uh, the Sierras max out at 14. That's the top. But that's a peak. What's the average kind of Well, I don't know range. exactly. I mean, a lot of the ridges that we would go over were probably about 9 or nine right. or 10. I mean, but, yeah, up there, I guess you don't have to filter. But even, even like... But 3,000 feet below that, you don't? hundred I'm telling you, some of the best water I've had in my entire life... All right. Was coming out of out of the goddamn ground, and it's been sitting in a granite case for thousands of years. And I'm the first person to see it, touch it, and drink it. That's what you it. think. There's a guy bathing in there that morning. Well, if he is, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold; nothing can live in there. Well, I don't know. I'd I filter. I'm a ner- a uh, yeah a uh, nervous Nelly, I guess. You'd see, say. I I am too, but my I hike with a guy who basically doesn't even wear shoes, and so he oh yeah we sort of. It actually kind of feels good to look down upon people who are bringing tons of water with them. It's like bringing sand to the beach. That's how we look at well, it. Well, in this case, there was no right. water source. But this case, this is totally different. There was no water source. If so, I had found a better song for you, we probably wouldn't even be having this conversation. No, we'd be we'd be <laughs> dancing right now. Right. But I went in there. We each had four gallons of water on us. Okay. That's a pretty good amount. For, wait, for four days... Four days, four gallons. Okay. That's about right, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's your rule of thumb. Although that's a little bit generous for winter time, but yeah, it was a mountain. Right. So you're not overexerting, but you are exerting. Yeah, but you know, so we didn't know. Mm-hmm. This is our first. We played it safe. Yeah. It was a little bit much, but honestly, three gallons minimum. Four was playing it safe. <laughs> so I'm getting excited for this already. Four day hike. Yeah. Two days in, it's a loop. Two days in to the furthest point. And then coming back out another route. So it's, I forget what the climb was. I want to say. What, the height? What the I want to say day one was 3,000 feet. You started at 3,000. No, we, that was the, the elevation chain. Oh, shit. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. How with, many? with four gallons of water. Yeah. That weighs about 40 pounds, maybe. Yeah. Right? And plus the other gear. Winter, you know, you take a little bit more, but whatever. My other stuff is pretty lightweight. So, we're going up. I'm not feeling well, man. Right. What Day kind, of, one, what kind not, of not feeling well, though? Just nothing's thing. Something's off with me. I'm like lightheaded. I'm not really. I'm thinking like, is this elevation sickness? Which is weird because it was it was below eight thousand feet. We were right. at like seven thousand feet to eight thousand. Eight thousand was the peak. Walking. Yeah. It would, shouldn't it? So I was just like, I don't know. It's weird. I'm not. Wait. I'm, so you, again, like, what kind of not good are you feeling? I was feeling like beat, man. Like, so you feeling like you're, you're, uh, what's the word they say? Um, not, not blasted. Not uh, because the word they say, having like climbing and skiing when you're just can't catch your breath. You're like, huh? I don't know that word. I can't. I don't maybe know that I would know it even up. if you knew it. So, just having a hard. You're sucked day, out. Man. It's a hard day. Okay. Get to the peak. We camp. You didn't get any endorphins when you hit that peak. No, I was. I was really like. I think I was nauseous. Okay, you're nauseous. And, oh, and it was nauseous, and I kept feeling like I might pass out. Okay, that's a different thing then. It yeah. was a. It was a just a bad scene, man. You weren't cramping though. No. Okay. L- a little bit of like hard to breathe. Yeah. Uh, a little lightheaded. Thought S-O- I might pass out. A little bit of nausea. So it was S-O-B. just a. Yeah. Shortest of breath. <laughs> S-O- yeah. Got it. All of that stuff. Yeah. Day two, man. We wake up. We're at the top. We got to go down to this the furthest place out there. You know. Did you make breakfast? A hot breakfast on a stove or what? No hot breakfast. What'd you have? Now Coffee, here's the other tea. Did you have tea? Nothing hot. Why not? Here's the problem with the winter stuff. Yeah. It's like you got eight hours, not even, of daylight. Yeah, that's true. You I didn't think about nothing. that. You got nothing. I mean, you. it's like sun up at 7, sun down at 5 p.m. Right. So you got to be like booking it, you know? Right. So we go, and now I'm just feeling like, all right, maybe I'm getting a little better. I don't know, but this is downhill now into this canyon. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, all right, maybe things are okay. That night, second night, dude, I don't know what happened. I It was... I don't know if it was so cold or if I was just having the chills or something, but yeah. I was just totally freezing the entire night. Right. Totally freezing. And I don't know what the story was. That could have been the cause of it or I could have already been sick. Hmm. Totally freezing. Wake What's the up elevation here? We're like at eight? No, no. Now we're down to like maybe 6,500. Okay. We're in this valley. I mean, it probably was colder, but I don't know. I didn't have a thermometer. I couldn't really tell. So now I'm like, I feel like shit. I feel awful. 
like we're like public radio right now. This... Yeah, this is good. <laughs> this is good atmosphere. Yeah, this, this is actually good. does take me back to the mountain. This was sent in by a listener. I wish I could really credit this is a this... listener's song. Yeah, I've got a I've got a, pr- a pretty good log of listener songs. This is good. I got it. Whoever whoever did this song, man, it's a cool vibe. Very spacey. Yeah. I can't think of who it's like. It's kind of got is this like what a, Joe Satriani sounds like. It's got a Satriani esque vibe to it for sure. Yeah. That right there, a little crunchy. Yeah. The Ibanez. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling like crap. Feeling Day like crap. two. Day two. Freezing. Now that now we're doing. Now we got another. Uh, really high hike. This is another three thousand, or not even. This you, is a two thousand foot climb. Have you told your companions about how you feel? Now I have told them. Okay. Because I was like, I'm, I was freezing all night. I don't know. I just feel like shit. So we're going. Now I have a fever. I mean, I'm like done, man. You're sweating. I'm everything. I'm chills. Oh, I'm sweating. Shit. I'm super tired. I'm nauseous. I'm about yeah. to pass out. But we're like two days away from the. Yeah, from the, the camp to the g- g- base site. Yeah, we're the f- so we're the there's no part. way for me to get out of here except for Ooh, it's shit. 48 hours. That's bad. Of like pretty ex- strenuous yeah. climbing, you know. Yeah, I got to go up this mountain again, and all you know this fucking water. Now my friends stepped up huge. They took some. They your, saved my life. They took your weight. They took the weight. Yeah. They took most of that water, man. I mean, they stepped up huge. But it was still really hard. Mm-hmm. And then climb, getting to the peak that night, to the third night, I really was like, I thought that that was, I had to sit down. A guy was like, I was feverish in the way where, you know how you almost hallucinate sometimes? When, it's like yeah. being high or something. Yeah. Where like the voices are in your ear. Like it's, you can hear people's voices in mm-hmm. a different way. And like. Things sound, things sound tinny. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? There's that song. What is it? Comfortably numb, Pink Floyd. Yeah. He describes accurately a fever where he's like, my hands were like two balloons. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole, like, all your sensations are on. Right. So that's basically like, I'm going up this mountain. I'm like, guys, I don't know. And again, I'm, now I'm like, I don't know if this is elevation sickness because I don't know how, we're, we're going back to 8,800 feet or something. Yeah. But I'm like, we were already up there. So I, why would I be elevate? I don't think I would have elevation sickness, but I don't understand what's going on. You don't have like a, usually elevation sickness, you have a bad headache. Like yeah, a splitting there was headache. no headache. Yeah. So it was just like this nausea and confusion kind of thing, which was a fever. I just right. had a fever. So whatever. Then the next, you know, you can't go to sleep, everything, blah, blah, blah. The next day, it's all downhill. So we're just going back down to the base camp. And uh, it was brutal, man. It was fucking brutal. And then I went to like one of those little urgent care medical places. So you made it this out. This is in El Paso. Yeah. Right. Made it out. And they're like, yeah, you have the flu. Oh, we gotta shit. Give, here, we'll give you an IV. So I got an IV. But it was brutal, man. I, I was really like. You got the flu on a hike. So you got it before you left. It was timed incredibly. It was the perfectly worst way to time that. Yeah. Where I got it, it hit me hard when we were out in the middle of nowhere. The irony is I just read this long, super long article about this British Antarctic explorer who died trying to do a solo expedition. And it sounds like a similar thing, except, you know, 10 times more extreme. Oh, yeah. I don't know how a solo. I, I get nervous. Have you gone solo? No, I will never will. I don't like it. I, I get real nervous, it. man. You do it? 
I've done like uh, only only day hikes. Yeah. And I did one in Oregon or what's this? What's Spokane? Washington. Yeah. In Washington. Right. And it was kind of hot, and it was like that weird, like sandstony, red rockish right. kind of park, and no one was around. And I was like, "God damn!" I, I mean, if I just like twist my ankle right here, That's I don't know takes. how I'm getting out of here because I'm like, there's no cell phone service right. when you're, you know you're just like you're screwed. S- you're man. fucked. Mm-hmm. That stuff is like scary. People do. My friend who was with me on that hike, he does it all the time, and he seems to have no problem. Yeah, but some I, people I'm, are really made for it. Like they just love the whole. They just love it. I'm just visualizing what's the worst case that could happen, and then yeah. and half the time it that's what happens. <laughs> so. I think if you visualize it though, you kind of outsmart uh, whatever sort of mechanism of fate that's trying to get you. If you if you de- if you do it in detail, that's what I always try to do is think about what's the most detailed way I can can die, and you just I think that kind of like flips it on its head, so you can't get hit by that thing. Although you could be causing yourself anxiety with that by letting yourself believe. That right. you have control over your future. So okay, w- when yeah. you're doing that, mm-hmm. then you are saying it is your. It's in your power all the time. Whereas sometimes it's not. I suppose that's true. I guess it's also just a nice thing to think about. Yeah, it's like I a think fun it's better thing to think about. Someone I forget who was telling me this, but um, it's like if you just accept. You don't know, like you, you. don't know without, like it's mostly with plane. What's it called? Fear of flying, right? It's like, look, it's gonna be fine. But you can sit there and be nervous. It doesn't have any impact on how the flight's gonna go. Right. You being nervous one way or another. So you might as well not be nervous, right? Because then there's almost no chance it will. You will have cause to be. So. Why put yourself through this kind of thing? And the only reason people do it is because they think they have the agency that their thoughts control the outcome. So it's almost extremely selfish, or in a way, it's a type of. I don't know if it's selfish, but it's like it's a it's a it's a thinking, ego thing. Yeah, it's a that, thinking you have control over something you have no control over. It's natural though. It's the reason why people don't watch taped sporting events because they. Even if you haven't seen it, oh right, because you think that if you, you think you watching it has yeah, some kind right. some kind of bearing on what's going to happen. But if it's already over, even if you haven't seen it, there's nobody sits down and watches a game like that and enjoys it. Nobody. Yeah. So we all kind of do it, but it, and it's hard to avoid thinking that you're the center of the universe. But I think that's like the that's the Zen, dude. We got to get out to Topanga, man. <laughs> I'm down. I always think of that Mark Twain quote. He says something like, uh, "Worrying is like paying debt." On a loan you don't owe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Someone what? else told me, my, my friend, he was going through a lawsuit or whatever, and he had this lawyer, this old guy, and he was like, look, I had a lot of problems in my life. Most of them never happened. And it was kind of <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was, I forget, what, I was nervous about something at the time. I can't remember what it was. Is but, that why uh, you got into comedy? I don't know why I got into comedy. You don't know, you don't feel, you didn't feel like you had to? I felt like I had to, but right. I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know, man. I wish I could go back and talk to my self right now and be like, well, what are you doing? You <laughs> Do you want to? To go back and talk to myself? Yeah, which, which self would you talk to? Would you talk to like a younger self? Oh, interesting. I think I would sit down with like a nine-year-old. Really? What would you say? I'd be like, look, <laughs> it's just do whatever you're supposed to do. 
little fucking shit. What does that mean? Do, what does that, that mean? Do what I'm ever I'm supposed to do. I don't know, know what I'm, I'm supposed to just do the rules and like color in the lines and shit. Yeah, you can do all that shit, but then like, you know, <laughs> be ready to fucking change the game as needed. What do you mean change the game? Like, like what, watch a football into... game and feel like I have an out, uh, uh, control over the outcome? Yeah, man, if you're playing in the game. Okay. That's how you do it. Wait, I still don't understand what I'm supposed to do. Me either, man. I think I could get advice from my nine-year-old self, and that well, would probably work better. Which would be what? That would be like, um, hey, don't worry about it. It's you like chickens are the coolest animal, and uh, no, you know who's the, you know who the, you know who the coolest animal <laughs> oh, you is. You just gave me the the cut. Yeah, this who's, is too important a point. Okay, it's the duck. Okay, the duck. You thought about this? Yes. Okay. The duck owns earth, land, and water. It's true. He's on all three of them. Mm-hmm. The he duck. He can fly. He can float. He can swim. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a fuck where he is. Right. The duck, man. And, then, you know, there's other ones like swans and shit, but they're like all cumbersome. The duck, man, he's just moving around. Yeah. He's nimble. I'm telling you, ducks, they're like the king of birds. They're pretty cool. I do like, you ever, see, you ever see an eagle when they're like, you know, they're like this tall? I've seen a lot of, uh, of, a lot of birds of prey. There's a lot yeah. of them in Minnesota where I grew up, and they're like, it's crazy you're looking at this thing, just how fucking, it looks like a machine. They're, they're dinosaurs, and we don't respect that. Yeah. I think we respect them, though. I think a lot of people respect them. I don't know. I mean, the way we eat chickens. We eat, how many chickens a week do you eat? Five? Oh, it's astronomical. I think people consume chickens in a number. I remember seeing the number once, and it's fucking incredible how much chicken we eat. Where are they? They're, they're like probably in huge swaths. Like there's half of Nebraska is chickens. I'm just half wondering like how, how long does it take to go from egg to a chicken? Is it like a week? Because I can't understand what they're doing. How they're doing that. How the turnover happens so we, fast. Humanity must eat. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it must be 80 billion chickens a year. I mean, how many chickens? It's We could find out. Listeners, if you want to send us an email, it's live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what's well, not going to happen right now. What's the global but... consumption of chicken? I, look at it. You must eat four chickens a week. Our four chickens are, are slaughtered for your food every Probably, week. Probably. But what about you? You don't eat chickens? I do eat chickens. Yeah. It just felt very personal, like an attack. Like, it, I'm the no, one but like seriously, chickens. yeah. <laughs> like, I would prefer you say something like, "How many chickens do we eat?" Yeah, that you're right. You know what? You're, <laughs> you're right, eating though. the chickens. You're right. That's very Topanga Canyon of you, dude. <laughs> I, I was in, I was wrong. I like to open up the floor, not so much the floor, but just the area. And, um, <laughs> I don't want to start with anyone. I guess we'd like to start with the finisher first, and they'll be considered the finisher. So, who wants to go last? Nice. See, okay. that's what it is. You like need that, to have those. That's strategies. actually a pretty good technique, right? Yeah. Who would like to go last, and then and then work your wow, way back? Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to use that at some point yeah. when I'll never get to use that. You should have. You should run a group therapy session. <sighs> it would probably help me more than therapy itself if I ran a group therapy. Yeah. I bet it would. I bet that's why, like therapists, therapists are probably just super screwed up, and then they start giving people advice and like, oh wait. That's like it. Yeah, they can apply that advice. <laughs> exactly. With the chickens, yeah. There's we eat a lot of goddamn chickens. And they cost if you buy a chicken in the store, like a like a like a shit chicken. 
Not, I mean, not even like a nice one, a Purdue chicken. A Purdue's a nice chicken? Yeah, that's a good chicken. What about step five? You know about the levels? Yeah, that's all nonsense. Do <laughs> you think it's all nonsense? I think it's yeah. probably a lot of nonsense, yeah. I mean, who cares? Who I, I don't know. What do they, why do they bother with that? Sometimes it tastes better. At least uh, it tastes better right here in my brain. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it, maybe it is better. I mean, there are some chickens where you're like, this chicken is Is a, a shit mess. chicken. <laughs> You ever see that? You see a chicken, you're like, oh, this chicken's a mess. Yeah, Look yeah. at you. Pull yourself together. Literally. Yeah, they're just bad. And then, yeah. you know, you some, I guess they have better tone. But, like, a chicken, like, median price mm-hmm. is, like, $3. It's nothing. For, like, a full... You can't buy a hamster for $3. <laughs> a chicken well, delivered in... gets slaughtered in the store is $3. Three dollars. That's so cheap. It's nothing. If chickens were running around free, mm-hmm. loose, you had them out in the yard here. They were like squirrels. You or mean something. loose meat? They were loose. Yeah. And you were like, "Hey, David, go get me a chicken for dinner tonight." I it would take me. You, you I wouldn't. I couldn't do it for less than thirty dollars. Oh yeah. To go chase a chicken. Down? To catch. To kill. To pluck. To do that whole process. To drain. To clean. And then to thirty dollars do- would be if I I do it for a living. Yeah, I wouldn't charge less than thirty dollars, and they do th- three dollars a chicken. Factories, man, it is crazy. I, Factory I, you know, farming. I'm starting to realize I don't like chicken that much. I don't like it that much either. I've stopped. I've started eating less meat, but I'm not gonna. I can't stop eating meat. I'm just gonna eat dramatically less. Yeah, you meat. need it for vitamins and stuff. I went to Cafe Gratitude before right. I came over here. You now, did for those of you listening. This is like the ultimate L.A. I've actually never even been. Really? Yeah, it's one of those things where I don't like having to say a thing on a menu that's not the thing. You don't have to do that. That's not, that's every. First of all, that's every menu item. No, it's not because you go to a place like, oh, this is the Art Vandelay burrito. It's like I just want the burrito that has the extra beans and no cheese. But that's more complicated than just being like, give me the Art Van. But get, I don't want to have to say that. You don't, don't say. Invoke. You don't say. Give me a. Um, uh yeah, Monsieur Croque. Uh, I don't say that because I don't really eat that. That's the only one I could. A think croque of. Monsieur. Yeah, there it is. Un croque Monsieur. Un croque Monsieur, s'il vous plaît. Or what's that other one? Croque Madame. What's the thing where you like dip it into the roast beef sandwich uh, and like dunk it into the thing? About a, a French dip. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my nickname in okay. in, in elementary French school. <laughs> I wore a beret to school one day. They never let me live it down. <laughs> Real dip. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't be like, give me the roast beef with the with the Anjou sauce that I did. You'd be like, give me the French dip. Yeah, but that's different. And if you go into a pizza place, you're not like, give me the one with the with the thing. You'd be like, give me the Godfather. Well, okay, I'll say the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, yeah. I'll say give me the Hawaiian. That's all you have to do, and you don't have to go through there. See, and let me give background to the listeners. It's this. It's the most L.A. restaurant. It's, like, a, it's a sketch. It's a comedy sketch. 100% comedy sketch. It's really like... Uh, like breezy. <laughs> yeah, breezy. You go Kinda, in, everything, it's vegan. It's very swishy. Yeah, it's very, it's very swishy. Hi. Hey. Like hi, a lot of like... Crystal. Crystal. And, and like taupe. Transparency. Whites. Like white, weird whites. Clean. Clean, yeah. And, you know, you get like... It'll be uh, like ancient grains. Amaranth. Whatever spelt that is. Spelt millet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These mm-hmm. things. All this stuff. A and spelt like, millet patty soaked. Smashed yams and mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And so the menu items are labeled like fortified. 
and that'll be like the name of a bowl that's got like stuff. And then when you order, you're supposed to say, "I am fortified." Yes. And that, then when they that come shit, over, man. they drop the fort the bowl over, and they say, "You are fortified." When they drop, when the waiter drops it up. <sighs> Which is fine. I love that though. I, I that's guess part I can of the see thing. how you like it. It's almost like going to Disneyland, where you're you're going exactly. to a, you're going to a theme restaurant. You're in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like because I'm coming here from New York, where it's just like, hey, what what do you want? What the fuck? Come on, pal. What you fucking want? Gratitude? Okay, we all want a little bit of that. Okay, we don't serve that around here. You gotta have to find that for your fucking self. Yeah, you fucking get out of here. Hey. And then you come here and you're like. And they're like, oh. And I Hi. saw two major stars, big star sighting plays. Name them. One of them, I don't know her name. That's not a star. She's the woman from <laughs> Drew Carey show, the Mimi. 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 I don't know her name either. See? But, you know, she's a famous person. She's a lot of famous. Must be loaded. Yeah. Right? I mean, how many years was that? Well. Principal, principal star. Can't be bad. Back in those days, too. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's primetime residuals. I did one thing on Two Broke Girls. Mm-hmm. I had two lines. As an actor. As an actor. Yes, that's what lines are, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I came in. It was this weird thing. It was the season three premiere. And I sit in a booth, and then Kat Dennings come over, and she's like, or I don't know how the thing went. The scene was something. My Basically, my lines were like, hey, I've been away for the summer. Anything? No. Mm-hmm. And I delivered it less natural than that. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so I did that two lines and Two Broke Girls. I get, and that was like six years ago. Yeah. I, I'm still getting like 1500 a year. Wow. And residuals. Well, it's a, that's one of those shows. It's one of those shows that just keeps airing because it's the. Worldwide. It's and then, got you know, that thing. Here's, after I did the thing, after mm-hmm. I, I, my line is literally like, hey, anything new? I'm a customer at their diner. Yeah. That's all I am. And then they whisk me out. Right. I'm there for like five minutes. They do two takes. That's it. And then I go to my little dressing room where the guest. I don't know why they they just gave me a little dressing room in the right. in the back and the, this sound stage this is at Warner Brothers they share the stage I guess or the dressing rooms with Mom is that the show is it called Mom There's a lot of shows that have Mom in the title I don't even know anymore Anna Ferris I think it's called something like My Mom's Crazy or Do I Have to Be a Mom or Where's Mom at I think it's called Mom. There's some, I think is it, it's, that too bland? I, I think it's not quite just mom, but it's very close to that. It's very like just simply right. titled. Yeah. Maybe the viewers will let us know. Mom's here. Mom's here. So Anna Ferris mm-hmm. comes walking down the hall. She's from Moms or whatever. Right. Moms. That might be what it's called. Maybe it's Moms. <laughs> yeah. A little more texture than mom. She walks down the hall. She comes over and she goes, Oh my God. You were fantastic and i was like really <laughs> thank you uh you know i mean i've just i guess i've well she told you know, me what, what I just could. happened right I, you know i'm like you know she's like you were just so great it was such a great performance and i'm like well i mean well thank you. you know i'm a big fan of yours too and you know, right and then her assistant's like anna that's not him <laughs> oh really who did she think you were? I have no idea. But she clearly was going to go be fake to some other person because wow. she didn't obviously see whatever that was going on. That's funny. But I was there for a minute like, hmm, I really am uh, making uh, inroads Jesus here in Hollywood. Christ. <laughs> My line was like, anything new? Must, oh, you got the, got the bug. Yeah. Is it a Skeeter? Yes. The Skeeters are coming back slow but steady. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first someone's 
killed a bug on the podcast. David just killed a, a faux mosquito. I don't think it's a true mosquito. It's something. It could be a male. <laughs> Are you really interested in nature? I'm to an extent. To, well, obviously, everything is to an extent, right? Well, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, because you you tweet so much about politics and stuff yeah. that uh, you know, what I mean, it's like that. That's what I primarily know you to have an a, extreme very opinion on person. that you get a lot of shit for from a lot of <laughs> so people, much shit. which always makes me laugh because it's always about something where it seems like you're taking some sort of a weird conservative, like uh, it's like it seems like so, I think to some people they think you're taking the side of like Trump or some other arch nemesis who's a conservative, but I always see it as you're sort of uh, playing the devil's advocate and or just pulling back and looking at it from a um, a less fear-based approach or a less like, oh, my God! Right, oh my, right, 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 right. Like sort of a calm, uh, I don't know, there's, there's something about, where you're just looking at it from a perspective that's not like the sky is falling. And people don't right. like that you are saying that because it goes against the, their thing where the sky is falling. Oh man, yeah. things are so bad these days. Things are so terrible. They're panicked all the, every single yeah. move. Every single move. You remember when Kellyanne Conway put her feet on the couch? I don't remember. See, a lot of this stuff I've sort of taken, like, I've purposefully disengaged from because oh, I find it to, to be so overwhelmingly, uh, like, mentally, like, it just drains me to see people who I. People who I respect a lot of times. Yeah. Or even just people I know who are I'm I'm acquaintances with and enjoy their company to see them freaking out about something that's like what it's what are you talking about? Man, it's hysterics. <laughs> it's people like, had there was a a mass psychotic break in society when yeah. on election night in 2016. Mm-hmm. Society had a mental breakdown. Well, a, a portion of society. A portion. I mean, yeah. and then, you know, the other side that won, they're letting that go to their head in a different way. Right. You know, it's a little too victorious sometimes, but whatever. I mean, they won, I guess. But, Jesus, the... <laughs> the I, I don't even know. Like, it's hard to, like, just speak abstractly about it without, like, a specific example. But it just every single news story, it's like... Well, to can go, we, go like, back to the Kellyanne Conway couch feet thing. Oh yeah, she put her feet on the couch to take a photo. What do you mean, was, like stood on it or like? She was no, she just her. had like her legs on the. She was like it was all the presence of historically black colleges. Okay, were in the um, Oval Office, right? And they were doing a photo with Trump, and she just to get like a different angle, kind of sat on the couch, but had her. She put her knees on the couch, right? To and it, it and it was like a scandal. It was a, right. it was truly a scandal, and it was also they brought in the everything you know everything goes in it. So now that you have this race angle because it's the historically black right. colleges, the presence. So it was like disrespectful to them somehow, and it was uh-huh. just like every way you can like pile on every issue at for any little thing. Uh-huh. They pile every issue in there, right. just shovel every issue you can onto whatever opening there is. And it's like, guys, you can't keep this pace up for it's going to be seven years. Let's be realistic. But it has been it has been kept up. But do you- I, yeah, but they're going crazy. People yeah. are losing their minds, man. I, I, you know, I, I, I get annoyed by it, but um, 
I feel like it's not affected me in the same way. Whereas some of my friends, some of mm, our friends, right, are like you. You almost feel like are they? Are they even sleeping? I mean, like, yeah, what is it seems happening? Like, have you seen American Horror Story, the new season of it? No. It's interesting because they uh, Sarah Paulson plays. She's the, one of the leads. Yeah. And she plays a character who's having severe delusions and like being chased by clowns, but she's also obsessed with checking the news and she gets super triggered by anything the president tweets or something to the point where she has like a she has to take anti-anxiety pills and she has like massive um anxiety attacks because of it and it's interesting to have this character because it's like i feel like that's a that's a great archetype for a lot of people now it's just this person who's it's like you're you're getting you're so wrapped up in something that it's 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 tearing you apart. I really think it's like the terrorist have won kind of thing. It's like the, yeah. it's the different version of the terrorist have won. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't even know, <laughs> man. I don't even know how to describe it. Is it is hard. Like, it's exasperating because you get in like also Twitter's ruined it. Twitter's yeah. ruined the people because they have they get on that and Twitter is just insanity like amplified. That's not real life there. It's no. like this tiny slice of it, which is like. Basically, New York and L.A., mm-hmm. you know, uh, Illuminati types. <laughs> Illuminati types? Well, you know, these big shots. Yeah. These, uh, who's the guy who's... The guy who harasses Trump regularly? The modern family guy? Oh, yeah. Well, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember it either. Um, but all those types, they kind of get amplified, and then they... But the people who are... They're, they're all friend, blue checkmark type of Twitter... Right. Man, it's just unhealthy. You can't be like going down those obsessions because then people build on each other. It's like when, when you know, when like a dog is, one dog is barking and then the other ones freak right. out. It's that. That's what's happening. And then meanwhile, like there's nothing there. Right. There's nothing in the yard. There you was know? a cat uh, that walked by at one point a long time ago. Right. And by the way, just as far as I've said now, someone's mad at me for saying nothing. There's nothing in the yard because like, oh, what are you talking about? There's fascism and there's right. all this. It's like, all right. Look, I'm not like a fascist, you know. You, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be, you know, going along with that kind of stuff. But you haven't seen anything like that, where it's warranted the response. Well, to me, that's the fascism, though. The fascism is silencing. Anytime you're silencing someone, or anytime you're like, you're making it where if you don't have a reaction to this thing, then you're if you're a fascist, that's that's pretty absurd. Yeah, you have to be. There is a very narrow spectrum of acceptable opinion. If you want to be in Hollywood, you remember how they they used to have like uh, the back in the fifties or whatever, where people would get blackballed. Yeah, from the uh, from McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, it's, the red it's these days now, but they'll they'll ask you if you're a socialist, and you're in trouble if you aren't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's bad news if you're. Yeah. You're out of you're you're not gonna last in this town if you're not a socialist. I just tell him I've taken a lot of LSD, and so I think that keeps me on the margins of uh, of anything political because it means you're just sort of like, dude, I'm just far. I don't know, man. I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just surfing out here. It's crazy surfing in the grass. I try to. I like my thing. I like to do more is to fact check stuff, but in a way that's like, you know, that people say fact check, but I, I mean, like, there's stuff where. When I hear something over and over, and it's kind of this chorus from a group of people, I almost—it's mm. always wrong, no matter yeah. what it is, whether it's from the right or the left. <laughs> they're always wrong about it. anything that's like a very like 
Um, anything that gets big as a an idea ends up being wrong. Right. And I can't, I mean, God, it's so, I wish I had like prepped more on like give, coming in with an example, but. There's so many things. It's it's kind of, it's, you don't have to have an example because there's so many damn, it's like kind of ubiquitous now. You could even say, I mean, all the stuff with the, Ru- everything with involving Russia to me is, I stopped paying attention a few months ago because I just realized there's nothing happening. I remember at one point I played poker with some dudes and they were, someone was like, oh man, he's going to get impeached. Yeah. I'm like, dude, he he's not. He's not. He's not going to get impeached. How what are what are you reading that's telling you that? And if it is, you can't get impeached for for bad taste. You can't get impeached for it's like it's you have to do so much. Russia's a good example of one of those things <laughs> yeah. where everyone's saying it and I'm like, "Really?" And then you know, I had to look through the I looked through everything on Russia. I went through the I went through the you know these intelligence reports on the on the hacking of the DNC, and like I'm getting other opinions on whether that was right. legitimate, this and that, and it's all just super thin. I'm like, there's nothing here. This is clearly like, it's just, it's just nothing. And I I don't I I feel like people, you should you should be able to sue like CNN. <laughs> <laughs> if in if Trump if that guy Mueller comes out and is like all right you know we we, we got, got we got Manafort on this thing from ten years ago we got Flynn for saying a lie that didn't really implicate anything mm-hmm. about Russia just he just lied to the FBI and then that other guy and that's the end of the investigation I feel like people are going to be so that you think they're they're broke from the election they're going to be really broke then when it doesn't pan out when he doesn't when yeah because he, all their hopes. All yeah. their hopes are on that. And I think you should be able to sue those networks who have been hyping this with nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. But that's what they all that's pretty much what they have been doing forever. It's the same thing. It's like any kind of story is always sensationalized because it's that's how that's you make crazy, money. Man. I know, and I don't get why people don't have like a memory on that. Like don't I I remember the Iraq war. I was like, guys, what is going on here? The, I don't I don't understand what we're doing. Oh, I was so I was pretty young in the first one. I was obsessed with that. I was like getting buying Newsweek every week. I was like really interested in watching all the different. I just didn't know. I was interested in from like a like a like a kid's interested in it. Like oh, check out this this many tanks and this is a yeah. this is this is this guy who we need to take down and this is the planes that they're gonna fly in here and this the forty second parallel has been set up and then yeah. you get all you're like oh this is nothing's happening here. It's all just there's it's all been invented kind of. Yeah, but the, uh, I don't know. I just whenever people, it's like my only rule of thumb is like if everyone's in agreement on something, I don't. I'm suspicious, and then I've never, and then time always bears out that it was some bullshit. Yeah, it's almost like a, a, like a rule. I don't know how to like describe it any better than that. So when everyone's saying all this pressure stuff, I'm like, I don't know. Let me see what's here, and they 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 hinge it on this goofy things like mm-hmm. like so much is when Trump. First of all, Trump is funny. This is what people don't understand. Yeah, He's like a funny person. I agree so, completely. But it's also a thing you can't say, like, I don't support Donald Trump, but I I can't say that without seeming like I do to someone who hates him. Oh, yeah. No, you can't say anything. Because he, he's, he's, he's ridiculous. He's a funny. fucking clown. So then he'll come out, and when he did the thing during the campaign, when he's like, I don't know where Hillary's emails are. Maybe Russia's got them. How about they give them? He's yeah. joking. Yes. But the response was like, he, ha- he asked a foreign power to hack 
the secretary of state. And it was like, <laughs> guys, don't you understand? Yeah. It's like, and the right does it too. I think a little less disingenuously, but they still do it. Like there was a video clip of Hillary, mm-hmm. not the one where she passed out on 9-11, but like one where she's like in a diner and yeah. like she does this thing where like they they swear up and down she's having a, a seizure a in this seizure. In this I've video. seen that shit. She's not even a seizure. She's clearly just fucking around it. Yes. She, and it's like, guys, it's so, can you stop she's being- She's not having a fucking seizure. <laughs> or the one where she- um. She uh, she's walking. She's leaving that place, and she had the uh, the ice green tea or something. And she's saying how it's really good. And she's going, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And people are like, that's clearly no. Yeah. She's she's just having trouble speaking because she's been talking for fifteen hours straight, and she's just a human. Like right. I mean, I'm uh, she's just a human who nobody likes. Nobody it's, likes. It's her. hard to be. It's hard to be her. It's it's so crazy. It sucks to be Hillary. Clinton. Those were the two least likable people in the country, oh and then she just happened to like be more or less likely. Yeah. likable. But like, I mean, that was crazy. But that, those two. Like, that's that's my hilarious. biggest problem. Is people have become so humorless about that stuff. Yeah. Trump. If you watch some of his rallies, they're funny. If you can detach yourself from it, right. And not be just like, oh, fuck, he's like... The devil. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I get it, but like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's very hard to talk about all that stuff because I'm also like, every time I even open my mouth, I'm trying to like couch, like I'm calculating like, what are the things I'm saying and what are the arguments people are going to make yeah. against me by even saying he's funny? Well, I don't think it's funny that, you know, he's a fascist. He's He buzz, man, he, uh, banned Muslims. He, he you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like... I know, but like in his public speaking thing, the way he he's talks, he's a funny. <laughs> he gives funny speeches. I'm sorry that there's like no way to describe that in a way that also captures how much you hate him. But yeah. like that's just reality. I'm sorry. I mean, it's better than saying he's a uh, magnanimous or not magnanimous, but magnetic. But he is kind of. I suppose he has to be. He's got to have some sort of part of his personality that people are. Oh, oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, whatever you whatever. Do you want to sit there? Okay, no problem. Right. So many of the critiques about him are such bullshit. Like the one that where it's like, there's two really that stick out to me. One is that he's not that rich. And okay. I, I, I remember that one during the election where I people sort were like, of you do. know, he's really not, he's not that rich. Yeah. He th- He's <gasps> like, he went bankrupt. He's like, I'm like, this guy, he owns a 757. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the plane I flew to LA on. Yeah. He has a his own skyscraper. He lives on the top of his own skyscraper in a right. He's fucking rich. Yeah, he's... What do you think rich looks like? <laughs> he's rich. But they but you there's like this pathological desire to try to knock him down that you're you're going against reality to mm-hmm. do it. It's like find some other way to get him. But to say he's not rich is like you sound delusional. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And then the other one was, they were like, when that book came, there, there are two others in that book that came out recently. One that he has dementia. Fire and Fury? Yeah. Okay. People are like, he has dementia. I'm like, have you ever known anyone with dementia? They, do, they don't give hour-long speeches. No. And they, I mean, the guy has, he could, you could say he's an asshole. He, has, he does not have dementia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are, again, you're fooling yourself because you're trying to bend reality. You're creating a delusion because it makes you feel more comfortable. Right. But that's not like helpful for you. And the other one was that he didn't want to actually be president. People still say this where they're like, yeah. you know, he really doesn't want to be president. He, you know, on election night, he was upset. He and it's like, he did everything in he his could. power to be president. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. 
a guy's entire existence is on hinged on winning and like and just like beating other people. He did everything. Think about all those scandals along the election trail. Yeah, they put, where he could have bowed out, he put the fire out. Yeah, when they came out with the pussy tape, and he's like, "I don't give a fuck." And then he brought in Bill Clinton's like. I still uh, can't believe that he. he uh, I'm still so surprised at all the stuff that he. That's what, he's so slippery. He's he's so slippery. You can't get him. That it's so funny to think that people actually think he's going to get caught on something that's so much less than the bigger things that we all thought were going to keep him from winning. Yeah, they always. Here's the thing. Here's what I like about Trump. I tell this on stage. <laughs> he is like he is the only. He's the he is the edgiest person in the world right now. I guess that's true. And we don't we don't have we're missing like there's no Ramones, there's no punk rock. Yeah. Who's the edgiest person? Who's number two edgy? I mean, honestly, for Miley me, Cyrus. Like, who is it? I don't know. For me, I would. I mean, it's it's hard to say. Like in the public eye, who's number two edgy? Yeah. Who's like a person that if you're like a teenager, you can like look to and be like, I love how badass this fucking guy. He doesn't give a fuck. He says and does what he wants. It's honestly, it's Donald Trump right. and then a fucking question mark because yeah. everyone else is a pussy. That's why, I mean, Trump for years was a... Rappers talked about Trump all the goddamn time because he's essentially a, he's a type of a gangster. Right. And now look, I understand that people have a problem with him being the president. Yeah. <laughs> but in, the, in, in our lives, we need someone to set the, to set the be the pace car of like, I don't give a fuck about you got what you think. And we don't we literally we don't have that. There is no Ramones. There is no yeah, like I think it's it comes from a thing. I kind of thought about this very recently and I feel like it sort of starts to make more more sense the more I think about it. Is if you think about uh the politic like identity politics now and just the whole idea of wokeness and oh, yeah. all the stuff around that, which is a pretty big sphere that has like right. different a lot of a lot of different periphery a lot of different shades of gray, but I feel like in general, that type of dominating attitude is sort of like a societal version of having an autoimmune disease. Yeah, because I feel like we're we have so much, we're so rich and so uh, free from right from any kind Real of conflict problems. or yeah. any type of actual stress, like physical stress, that we are attacking ourselves. Yeah, because that's we've what got it nothing is. left. I mean, there's food and there's like energy. There's everything. We don't have those kind of like, it, it, we don't have those sort of Mad Max scenarios. Yeah, we're well, so not even close like, to it. It's like not even close. But we all, we need to have like a baseline of some kind of thing to be furious about. And if yeah. we're not furious about the fact that there's no food, then you got to go into this other stuff. And like, I get like, I'm sympathetic to like the idea of like, um, you know, we need to be more uh, woke or whatever that is. Accepting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But being, but, but that's one thing. The other, the wokeness mm -hmm. is like is different from that. That's kind of different from being like, hey, we're all um, just just saying, putting out the principles that we should we should adhere to. Wokeness is like correcting. And so it's inherently like obnoxious because you're going around and you're like, um, you know, it's like yes, that's what it is, man. It's so funny. It's like when yeah. you when you smoke or something, and then people um, are always like, I, you know, that's gonna kill you, and it, it's not help, and it's hurting everyone around like, you. So yeah, I know. It's like, all right, look, there's another way to approach that. You know, be like, hey, 
have you tried vaping, man? I'm worried about you. Like, do the other thing. But like, but when you come in with this hard, like, you're a fucking idiot if you don't know smoking kills you. It's almost like I'd rather have someone, if I was a smoker, I'd rather have someone say, hey, stop fucking smoking here, than having someone say, um, do you know that's bad for you? Yeah. I'd rather have someone just yell at me, tell me, get the fuck out of here. It stinks. <laughs> like, right. I prefer that any day. Right. And sort of this weird, like, pseudo politeness masquerade it's like a like a strange like cultural passive aggression right 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 yeah and that's what it used to be i mean that was like a malcolm x approach right be like hey look fuck this and he'll go do whatever i mean he wouldn't he wouldn't do this wokeness i don't think i don't know i can't imagine but it's it's a confusing thing but also i feel like i've bowed out of it completely because i find i actually find i started feeling a lot uh happier the less i knew about that kind of those that type of news, even just news in general. I stopped looking at CNN because I'm gonna look at it sometimes awesome. just to see it's fake like news, man. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with Trump, man. <laughs> Trump hates CNN, right? Yeah. So now, because everyone hates Trump, we're all supposed to pretend CNN is good, right? I'm but not, it's not doing that. So, like, you know, they're like, "Oh yeah, no, CNN's great. Yeah, no, it's great." No, it's, it's not. It's absolute. It's a technicolor madness. I'm not pretending just because Trump also hates them. I'm not pretending. Yeah, it's not always the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, so, but I'm not. People are setting up these delusions. Everybody knows CNN sucks. And before <laughs> Trump, they all knew they could say that. It like, sucked. They'd be fine with it. But now it's like, oh, my God, it's an attack on the press. It's like, no, it's not. It's an attack on CNN. They fucking suck. Yeah. God. That's the thing, man. So is that why you're into nature, I suppose? I do like <laughs> nature. I, I like going out into nature. Right. I don't I'm not like studying it, which is what I kind of thought you meant. Like like I'm not, you know, oh. taxidermy. Yeah, no, taxidermy is like ta- that's bullshit. I know, although it is kind of cool. When, it's you, interesting. when you see raccoons playing cards, you ever go to see a taxidermy? I have like, seen some they of that set stuff. them up in little in little scenes. There's that place in New York that has a bunch of them in the village, I think. Really? I think so. I can't oh, remember. It's I, been, it's I been, it's been, been years, years since I've been here. Years. It's been years. Years. Many years ago. But you do like nature a lot. Oh, you got to So much better that. than politics, right? Yeah. I must feel like that's maybe a thing. People who uh, kind of are find politics to be uh, not distasteful, more just like, ugh. I can't believe people get into it. That's the other thing. Is it's like yeah. who who puts a sign on their yard? Clinton Kane. Who gives money to Hillary Clinton? Mm-hmm. Who I mean, who gives money to Donald Trump? Who also? Who, but like the idea that people are, they participate in that level, like average Joes do yeah. that. It's like what are you doing? Bumper stickers and stuff. Like fucking the big they're liars. They're every one of them. The How biggest thing that? is the. Uh, I remember when I read the voting totals, and you see that. Almost 50% of the eligible voters voted. That yeah. right there, that's all you have to know. It's like, well, half the half of America who is registered to vote doesn't care enough to vote in the most contentious election in modern history. They just don't care because most people don't give. Most people care about like fucking football, video games, dinner, well, uh, cars, yeah. Stereos, That's having true. sex. I, I will like say the there's smoke. one little contention I okay. have with that. I want to hear that. Which is in a lot of states, you don't vote because you know your state is going to go one way. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a million people in California who are Republicans right. who are just like, you know, I mean, if you live in Los Angeles and you're 
a capitalist, there's no point in voting for anything. Because they literally run socialist, communist. I mean, they're on the back. It's yeah. like those are the that's left and right wing is socialist and communist. They have. I mean, it is totally like this one sided thing. You are totally disenfranchised in that way. You will mm-hmm. never have someone represent you. And the same in like New York. Of course, they're going to go for Hillary. All those there's all those states. It always comes down. It's like one Denny's in Ohio <laughs> where like the table there that's going to make a difference. Everybody else. Nobody else counts. You know, yeah. it's all predetermined. So I wouldn't vote in a lot of these either. I'll vote for like the down ticket stuff. But in most jurisdictions like or whatever you call it, th- those don't matter either because yeah. it's like you're still just like it's one party rules your entire district. So. In a lot of areas of the country, I, not many of them are that swing. True, true, true. correct, true. true. Yes, right, totally. Righteous truth. Exactly. Welcome to Righteous Truth. My guest today is David <laughs> Angelo. We're talking about the truths in life, politics, the world, and in nature, and how not to get the flu while hiking. <laughs> What was it like when you did that? I didn't do that as a kid. You didn't grow up as a kid? I didn't grow up as a kid. Oh, when no. did you grow up? I in did the it. 70s? <laughs> we, did not, <laughs> we did not have camping as kids. Where was this? I was in the Boy Scouts for a little bit. Me too, a little bit. But we didn't ever go on a camping thing, I don't think. And I, think I was scared too. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, but it would have been goofy if, even if we did. We were too young, but... Um, the first kind of camping thing I think I did was with comics, actually. Really? In Chicago. Yeah, most of the time they Was that where you started? So in, in Washington, D.C., and then in Is Chicago. Is that where you're from? I spent a lot of my life in Washington. Okay. Um, so that's where you were grew up, quote unquote. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, in Chicago, we went up to Wisconsin, and there's a river. And oh. it's, this is not like rough and tumble, really, but it's still yeah. like tents outside in the wilderness. And it's like a company. They'll, they'll put you in a they'll, – they'll drive you – Do you mean an outfitter? It's an outfitter. Yes. And they'll drive you – what is it, upstream or downstream? Probably take you upstream so they you can dr- go down. Yeah, they drive they pick you, you up upstream. You get there. Yeah, they drive you upstream. Oh, we'll drive you upstream and uh, we'll they drop give you, you the off. canoes. Yeah, that's exactly what. Here, it was. you take these canoes, guys, and uh, no, don't lose them or nothing. Just don't, spot on, Wisconsin. Don't tip you, them you over. Know this area, the country. Oh, I know, real good. If you want, you got some beer with you. Or you know, a lot of guys they'll bring beer. Bring, we did have beers, and you should bring a bottle in, of liquor. It's lighter, it gets you more drunk. In Wisconsin, make a couple painkillers too. Mix those up. The uh, yeah. Put a couple Percocet in there. They have ten know. ounce beers in Wisconsin. Yeah, a little pony beer. <laughs> I never seen those. Beer. They got them in down the south too. Oh, okay, yeah, I never. Saw, they yeah. look, they're, they're tiny. A little pony beer. So we got like a 30, 30 pack of those and ponies. What did you get? We got a lot of Valgol and Some other people beast? did drugs, and I didn't. I don't do drugs. You never done drugs? I have done them, but um, name I, them. Absolutely. 
No, no, no. Hi, we have David Angelo here. He's going to name. Uh, <laughs> is, can you give your email address, please, and the drugs that you have consumed? That are. <laughs> please tell us the illegal drugs, please. Uh, to speak into the microphone, please tell us the illegal drugs you've consumed, and the people you did them with, and their names, addresses, ages, and phone numbers, please. I'd also like to know uh, any known affiliates, where they were purchased, what city and zip code, and any type of interaction you had on the said drugs and what and what sort of fallout and people you spoke with that day uh we are recording here so now please go uh smoke sweet tea <laughs> smoke sweet tea yeah, okay get this get, get him out of here he's he's pulling our leg you know do your viewers know your equipment because i if i was listening to this yeah. i'd be like what the hell is he using i think that people who care enough can figure it out they I know mean, it's the roland vt3 there you go now they do oh it's weird because how'd you know that oh because it's in the back here it's on the yeah. back uh yeah i think a lot of them do that is a great piece of equipment i don't make it a secret i've been using these things for a long time but i think a lot of times people do get hung up on the idea of the equipment being like sort of magical when i really feel like Something you got to massage, and it's also something where you have to say something interesting into it to make it. It's not just like, even though a lot of times I do just like to do this. Yeah, but what a cool. That is so cool. I love that. <laughs> I mean, this is great. You know, like that. Really great stuff. It's a fun thing to play with. It feels good. I like that a lot. You want to do it? No, because I don't know how to do it. Well, I can I can uh, guide you. It's like a new area for me. Really? Get yeah. one. What go ahead a, and get what one. Is a, what is a deep void voice? For, can I go higher? Can you do higher? Yeah, I can do everything here. Hi. This is about as high as you can get. Hey, everybody. But you can change sort of the shape of it. Oh. So... Say some stuff. Hey, how you doing? Oh. You know, I had a very high voice until I was about 15. Really? That's about what it sounded like. Oh, really? Do you remember the moment when it dropped? No. I didn't remember it? I didn't know. There's this famous story about Barry White. He uh, was smoking a cigarette with his mom in the morning before school. He's probably about 13 or 14. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he said something, and they both looked at each other, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. So you didn't have like a moment? No. It must have been a first time when you were like, when you said something and it had this impact that it didn't, wouldn't have had previously. I remember a guy in school told me that my voice was low. Okay. And I was like, whoa. Okay, because you up until that point, and I'm talking like 14, 15, if yeah. I answered the phone, people thought I was a woman. Guess what happens when I answer the phone right now? I, that's but that's. <laughs> I get mammed a lot. I call it getting mammed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I was getting. No, ma'am, we're we're not selling that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I don't want you. To, I don't want. I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. And then like this guy one day he was like, "Your voice is low now," and mm -hmm. I didn't notice internally because in my mind when I was young I had a low voice in my mind so people yeah. would make fun of how high my voice was and I was like what are you talking about that's weird the internal voice has not changed 
I don't think mine has either. I also think my voice has barely changed. I also think I, I speak, I don't know what it is, but sometimes I can sound lower than others. It's also, I did this cartoon for years, uh, Pickle and Peanut, where I play like a, it's kind of like a kid, and it's like when I'm talking, I'll be like, I talk a bit more like this. So it's, hey man, what's going on? This is crazy. Oh, right, that right, sucks. Right. Oh, shit. But then it's back to this. And then I can also do this, and it's also like this. And then you can do this. You can do that. But no. Well, if you speak from your diaphragm, diaphragm, it's different, right? Than in through your, then you're, you know, pushing it through your nose. You are more uh, nasal, articulate though, or not articulate, but you can. It's, you can make more sounds. It's more distinct what yeah. the sounds you're making, so it's easier to be understood than if you're, you know, just kind of like, "Hey, how's it going, everybody?" And it's that's more breathy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. But you were saying how you, uh, you want to pause it? No, I, to, I, I don't know. You want to amplify it? I'm not. Yeah. Mini blowing my nose for those people at home. It wasn't much. Of a, it wasn't much of a blow. I didn't do it because I didn't think it would be right. You can if you want to. I don't know if there's anything that will come out. Okay, I'll turn your mic down. And I'll make a sound here. Here we go. Yeah, this is uh hi right now we're right now I'm attempting to We are having a thing where now you're bad see now it's fine. Nothing yeah. happened. All right. But what were you saying about your voice so well, you were saying something about how we're talking what were we even talking about? We we're talking about your pitch. voice. I had a high pitch yeah, when just I was fourteen. Did a reversal. But you're saying yeah. I went camping in Chicago. Camp in Chicago. We did the canoe thing where they drop you off, right. and then you just put all your gear in the canoe, so you're not really even carrying anything, right? And then you go, you just drift down the river, and Getting then like drunk. halfway there, yeah, and then you camp on the riverbed, and camp everyone's like totally bed. like, yeah. I just had that song in my mind. You know what's weird? I, all this stuff has been coming together. Where I last time I was not last time I was in LA, but. I was thinking about coming out to LA and like what I'm just gonna do when I'm here. And right. I was like, I'm gonna go to maybe I'll go to Joshua Tree for uh, over yeah. the weekend. And I remember the last time I was at Joshua Tree, I saw Brooks Whelan. Yeah, he's a camp boy. Yeah, I saw him at one of the like the bars there. The In Joshua night before. Tree. That's funny. Yeah, and yeah. then on my way to LA this morning, on my plane is Brooks Whelan. That's strange. Isn't that weird? I guess maybe that means you guys are supposed to work together. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like one of those things. I think I think like if you overlap your fourth dimensional selves, the more they overlap, right? the more you're meant to be together. What does that mean your fourth dimensional selves? So you're you're three dimensional right now. But you, your fourth dimensional self is where your body stretched through time. Right, cuz time is the fourth dimension. Yeah, so you're like a big snake. So right? if you walk into the kitchen, it's like the snake of you going to the kitchen. Right, the path, the Wherever shadow. you've been. Over, yeah, and so that will overlap with mm-hmm. other people, that thing. Now, sometimes you'll be there at the same time. You're both three-dimensional cells will coexist during the same time period. But other times they aren't. Maybe they go this way, and then they go this way. Right. I had this with a friend of mine in uh, New York. Okay. I lived in this awful building in New York off Broadway in Brooklyn. Brooklyn Jeez, Broadway. Jeez, that's bad. Very, very awful. It was like the type of apartment. Even I know that. Yeah. It's the type of apartment where, like, if you're shooting a movie and you want to, like, do some character development and show, the like, a secretary who's having a hard time in life lives uh-huh. there, it's like, oh, my God, obviously, she's really at rock bottom. Yeah. It's like that was the kind of apartment it was. And then, anyway, so I lived there for, like, five months. And this is, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. 
maybe, or 2007, 2008. Let's say it's 2008. Anyway, flash forward. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gone. I'm living in L.A. I come back. I, friend of mine, longtime friend of mine. He's in a band. Yeah. And they have a practice space in that building. Isn't that weird? Of all the, and by the way, this is a tiny building. There's uh-huh. only three apartments, and the basement is a practice space. Yeah. Part of what made that building suck so much is that there was a band practice space in, in the basement. But that's crazy to me. Of all the buildings in New York City, he has his band rehearsing in the building I suffered in. I feel like that stuff, I don't think it's so much as weird as it is kind of, of course. It's not, of course. I think it's a course. I, I'm, I'm oh of the God. mind where, of course, always coincidences happen all the time just because it's probably like the same reason that if you think about something a lot, it's probably going to happen. Which just kind of goes in the exactly in the face of the first thing we said in the podcast was I was saying how if you imagine yeah, you, your death it won't happen that way so you shouldn't have agency over the future. I guess what I mean yeah you things that you don't have control over although not that you should but I there mean is the, that, now there the is one thing, asterisk is like yeah. the secret right but where that's, it's like well you can encourage yourself to make changes and then you can yeah. control the future of yourself which isn't necessarily a secret it's more just yeah but you control your future you don't yeah. control whether the plane. The the wing of the right. plane falls off. Right, you have you no control I mean? over that. You have no control over that. You could control yourself. You, you could uh, make enough money to fly on something other than Spirit, or maybe like. Not, I fly Delta, and I love it. I'm I a big. Love de- I'm a Delta guy. I love Delta because I just at this point it's the it's whatever I call it the evil that I know. They're the be- they are the best. They have the best pilots. They have the best planes. I don't you like their. Sound I don't like Trump right now, man. <laughs> Let Holy me tell you, shit, you really do because you have like your East Coast accent <laughs> and you just call something the best while you put, putting your fingers together. This airline is fantastic. <laughs> the best pilots. They do. They have everything. Is the well, best. how would you? How I do you said know they I don't like the seven fifty seven, which is what Trump owns. They do have the best pilots. How You're, do you know? Because you go on Delta <laughs> and they they're like okay they're like oh you have this you should you have to do it what am I doing you, I know you have a joke about this it's I don't like, have any joke you I'm used just to saying, years ago you had a joke oh I do have a joke but yeah. it's too long to go through. yeah okay but like they are like this, they have salt and pepper hair they got yeah. mustaches and it's like these are the guys you want you know they like flew the F four Phantom in Vietnam right these are like the pilots. And then you go on like Virgin American or something, and it's like it's like they're like millennials, <laughs> French you <know>? dude. Yeah, <laughs> French. You don't want to like. Can you imagine having like like I would never fly an Italian. I'm Italian. Uh-huh. I would never fly an Italian carrier. Alitalia. They're just yeah. They're gesturing up in the cockpit. You know, they're like a mess. There's too much finesse as opposed to. The- they're too emotional. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, the barometric pressure. Oh my god. What are we gonna do? The pedo tube. It's a clogged. That's a, that's what caused that Air France crash. Remember that one? What the the really bad one where they dove into the ground? Into the ocean. I thought it wasn't a pedo tube. I thought it was because they the fly by wire had um differential correction in the controls. Oh, that's the Queens that was the that uh, I forget what the airline that took off in, out of Queens in two thousand and one. It was like October two thousand one, right after September eleventh. Right. It was the Airbus. And they had a, they were the, 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 the A three eighty right or the three no the I think it was the three twenty maybe no, okay A three twenty or A three nineteen I think right I could be wrong but it was a smaller one like that 
and uh, there was a wake turbulence from like a, a larger plane that had right. got taken off before. Uh, listeners, let me just tell people about some stuff here because I do know a little bit about what we're talking about. Uh, listeners, we're, listeners, we're, we're, we're currently, uh, we're, listeners, we're talking about um, oh, airplanes great. right now. How it works with airplanes is that there's something called wake turbulence, which is what happens when a large, a large jet, uh, such as a 747, 757, A380, off the t- tip of the wing, it creates something called a vortex or a vort- vortices, which are these large spiraling wind currents that because the airplane is moving is so large and so fast, these spirals can create uh, a lasting um, pattern in the air that can make it difficult for small craft to... They can be destroyed. They can be picked up and thrown. If you're a human person and you walk into the uh, vortice from a 747. I knew guys who used to put on football pads and a helmet and run out after a, a 747 landed, and you just get thrown up in the air and smashed down like this crazy shit. That's crazy. So we're talking about the uh, this this this. You, you remember this crash? I mean, I refresh my memory. Honestly, I don't remember it that well. So they were they they were had a there was wake turbulence right. on takeoff out of. I think it was JFK. It might have been LaGuardia, but I, I don't know. And the, it was the. I guess it was. They were landing. No, they were taking They're off. They're taking off, but they had allowed proper time for the wake turbulence to settle. Yeah, I think it's like two minutes yeah. interval. Especially for a big plane. Yeah, and the bigger they are. Now, the 757, which is the one Trump owns and the plane that Delta carries that I don't like the configuration on. <laughs> That has particularly bad wake turbulence. I mean, it creates bad wake turbulence? Yeah. Oh, that's a design just flaw. Just because of its, the shape of its wings or whatever. Got it, yeah. Boeing 757. So I don't know if it was that one or some other thing, because they fly other big planes internationally out of right. New York. So you could have had a 747. You could have had a lot of 767. One way or another, there was some wake turbulence on this smaller plane, Airbus plane. Airbus uses a joystick. They don't use the yoke. Right. So the guy... To correct, he overcorrected because of the turbulence, which I've been in it before. It rocks. It like you go, it's on the axis on the fuselage. And so you'll kind of like, one wing will go way up and it's kind of weird. Yeah, that's called, uh, you got pitch, that's called roll. Roll. Yeah. (laughs) I went to flight school. Do you know how to fly? Uh, I'd say I blogged probably seven hours. Okay. But you're not licensed. No, not at all. No. That's Uh, great. It costs so much goddamn money. Yeah, this but you're also, doing fine. This was a long time ago. Oh God, I want to. I kind of want to do it, but I'm a little afraid. But anyway, so they overcorrected any sh- whatever happened. It was too much force. This is on takeoff. On takeoff, mm-hmm. and the the um, vertical stabilizer of the plane right? broke off. Oh shit, that's bad. And the plane crashed into Queens. Ladies and gentlemen, the vertical stabilizer is the vertical fin on the tail of the jet. Yeah. That stabilizes it vertically. It's also often where the rudder is attached, which gives you what's known as the yaw motion, which is like turning your head left and right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, that was that crash. What's your other, What's your favorite plane crash? Um. Well, to read about or to have known about or what? Just in general. I don't know. In general. I mean that that Air France one I thought was pretty interesting because of what happened from which, Brazil. But it it was not a pitot tube, man. In fact. Malfunction is it was the triple seven because they hadn't refined. It was not a triple seven. Well, the one that dove into the ocean was was a triple seven. No, the it was an just, Airbus. Well, so it was an A three eighty. Either way, it was no. a it was a new plane that was not using pneumatic controls. It was I think it was electronic. an A three forty. 
Well, so you know more about this than I do by far. Well, all I know is that reading about it, the problem was because the uh, they hadn't. It was not a pneumatically controlled aircraft in terms of like it was a new aircraft that had electronic was fly by wire. Yeah. And so A three fifty maybe. Because of that, they hadn't. There was like a differential between the controls. So let's say you you're in the co-pilot seat and you pull all the way back on the yoke, and the pilot is pushing uh, all the way forward. They meet in the middle. There's this weird thing. Oh right, where, right, so right, what right, happened right, was right, right. was he was one guy was trying to pull him out of the dive, and the other guy was it was some something with that. You know what it was? It was no, they didn't know their airspeed. Right. And so the plane was stalling. So and it was the a combination pilot, of it. Yeah, the pilot was trying to put it into a dive. Right. To, because to regain to get speed. Right, because listeners, this is this is we're doing some real hardcore. Hardcore aviation buff shit. There's probably people who are bailing right now. They're bailing. You have to go into a dive if you're in a stall because you have to re-achieve airspeed to get air over the wing flow to achieve lift. Right, right, right. It's like Which, if you're sailing, you need wind in the sails yeah. to maneuver the boat. So he was going into a dive, but because it was the plane was stalling and they were mm-hmm. losing altitude, the co-pilot, who thought he had control, was pulling the yoke back mm-hmm. to go up. Right. To gain elevation. So they were neither. It was, were, it was something was going on. I'm pretty sure that was an Airbus. It's and, so scary. Uh, That's the, one of the scariest things to read about ever. The worst. It is. And it's like it's... pitch black at night and over the ocean. So like they didn't know until they, or maybe they did. I don't know. I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew until it was. For the best. Yeah. Although, <laughs> how awful to look out. I mean. It Jesus. is, but it's a thing where if that hadn't happened, they wouldn't have fixed that problem. They wouldn't have fixed that problem in the planes. It would have still been out there. Yeah, they should have never had that in the, as a feature. Yeah. Airbus, man, the saying is Boeing or I ain't going. And Are you I'm serious? You, yeah. I've never I'm, heard that. Wow, we sound so nice now. Isn't that interesting? Now we're back in the future, how how good it sounds to be not... In uh, hi-fi. To not be Winston Churchill on a fucking radio yeah. <laughs> in some British the person's old, uh, living Philco. room. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard that before. Boeing or ain't going. Yeah. So, you know, Boeing made in America. Wait, so you're an aviation buff. I love I love planes. You like to go hiking. I love hiking. Camping. You know a lot about economics. We didn't even get to talk about that. Yeah, nobody likes that. I think it's interesting as shit because no one knows anything about it. But you have a whole series on YouTube. Opinions. When are you gonna redo that? I might bring in some episodes. I think you should, man. I think it's high time for it. You're overdue. <sighs> People know. need that raw injection. Got to get out there. You, you know, just got to do it. Make some content. I want to see it because I want to learn. Oh God, it's tough to make those. You have to really do research. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't really? just fucking sit well, down. Well, yeah, you can tell. That's the thing. That's why I want to watch them because it's like, oh, you do the research, so I don't have yeah, to. Yeah, it's fucking that's brutal. It's nice and condensed. Like, oh, okay. So I shouldn't buy a house. No, now's the time. And I saw they said that. I think now's the time. I'll tell you, if, if not as an investment property, but if you're going to live somewhere. I think you buy now because you're gonna have you're gonna have rising interest rates. Right. That's what's happening. They're already going up. So they are. When do they go up? Now Yesterday? this doesn't matter matter to you if you don't need a mortgage. If you can buy for a house, if you can pay a house in cash, then I would wait around because yes. you're gonna get lower prices on the on the house. But the rates on mortgages are going up. So if you get a house right now, you'll get this low rate on a mortgage. A low fixed rate, three point six APR. Lower than that, even. Really? 2.8? I think you can go three for 30 years. Wow. And that's a lot. Wow. So now picture in 30 years, 
You know. Hi, welcome to Morgan and Securities with <laughs> yeah. Jim Stevenson and Michael Rafter. Hi, everybody. Uh, we're talking about uh, the 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 T note and the interest on the uh, three point six. Yeah. Well, this is the federal funds rate, mm-hmm. and so then the, the mortgage rate linked to that. That rate will go up. So, but you can borrow. If you borrow now, it's cheap to borrow. But how much is it going to go up? I think it'll go up. I don't know. You can't. You can 4%? never really guess. But the normal rate is like six percent. I okay, mean, it's that's like a high. It's much. like yeah. So you know you can you can have a you can it's borrow cheaply now the yeah. downside is that the price of the house will be higher now than maybe in as rates rise because as rates rise the price of the house has to come down because the overall price of it with the mortgage will be going up yeah so the the price tag will go down so what do you do then so I think you just you just I mean, I don't know. I, I would buy if I lived in LA. I'd be like, you know, I'm gonna. Well, LA and New York are weird because they're like their own kind of ecosystems. Yeah, it's like a greenhouse. Yeah, but if you lived in like Columbus, Ohio, which is where I think Amazon's gonna go, I don't really think that. <laughs> it's one of my. It's that. It's that Pittsburgh or it's Washington D.C. area. So anyway, they. Uh, if you live out there, you you go get a mortgage at three percent. Mm-hmm. You buy a house now. Maybe that house will go down in value. But you're gonna have as rates go up, all this stuff. I don't know. I, I think I, I think it's gonna go up in response to inflation. And so the price of your home in thirty years will be like nothing anyway. You know, in thirty years, people will pay three hundred thousand for a car. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So if you're paying off your house is three hundred thousand. Right. It's like who cares if you have what your what you that doesn't matter. That so, if it then sold for two hundred thousand five years later, because it'll go back, it's going back up. I don't know. I mean, it's it's that this is like a hard thing to to speculate explain. about. Yeah, because I there's like so many unknown factors. Right, but you're pretty good at it. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, I I lost a lot of money in the in what in, the, in, in what? over the years in stocks. Really? Oh, so you were like you played the game. Yeah, like I try to, I you try to, I do risk. People are like, you should take risk. Yeah, you're young, so let me tell you. Yeah, play it safe, kids. I agree, ladies and gentlemen. Please play it safe. Play it safe. Uh, is there any other interest you would like to let people know that you were interested in? Oh God, what am I into? You know what I mean? Because you got planes, you got hike, you got economics, you got. I've been playing the bass a lot. Are you serious? Yeah, I love it, man. That's that's uh, pretty pretty crazy. I played bass for like 12, 15 years. Really? Yeah. What do you do? You own one? I own one. Yeah, it's it's lying around here. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, you know, I just sit down now. I pop on. I I got a. I have a cool setup at my house. Mm-hmm. I have a mixer and I have a um, uh, guitar processor in the mm-hmm. rack unit, and then I run the computer into all that stuff. So I I have in my headphones the bass and iTunes. Okay. So I just put on the iTunes. Who are you putting on? Whatever. I have the whole library open. Shuffle it up. Right, but who are you putting on? I you know, we can go into music <laughs> if you want to. I have a lot of a lot of suggestions for listeners. I I we'll hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Some stuff I I have a hard time playing along to some of the stuff I'm listening to lately. But the easier stuff like you put on a Rolling Stones album it's so easy to play along yeah there's there's not much going on with it no but it's fun you're like all right because i know these songs that's my impression of the rolling stones all those songs are like neil young is very easy to play along to 
a lot of big bands and stuff. Very easy to play along to. So you put you, whatever. Elvis, I love playing along to. Right. Vegas Elvis is so fun. <laughs> and you you put those on, and then you just kind of jam. And then I'm not bothering the neighbors because I live in an apartment building, and so I just it's all in my headset. And I'm like playing that, and uh, I do that like an hour a day now. Damn. I'm not I'm not necessarily getting better. You must be. You have to be. You're doing it. I think maybe I'm getting better in like locating keys and like yeah. all that kind of stuff quicker and like and knowing what oh it's one to six three you know like knowing what the changes are right. without like having to like sit down and but you don't have any musical background otherwise no I do but okay because you have to have something you can't just be pulling out of nowhere but let me tell you though if there's any parents listening or if there's any anyone this you can apply to yourself the instruments to play because I played violin when I was a kid. Ugh. I played violin for 12 years. I don't know shit about music from violin. Yeah. Nothing. You just, you're like a player piano. Here's the music. Mm-hmm. You do the notes and you hit the notes on the violin and then that's it. The instruments you got to play, the piano, the guitar, the drums, I guess. Drums are great. And uh, those are like the big three. And the bass is basically the guitar. You play those. Oh, man, you are set. And you know way more about music. No, this is uh, some obscure shit. Yeah. The Heinz Funk Electronic Combo. Okay. Kind of bohemian. I agree, though. Those are the the instruments to learn. You know everything about music on Mm -hmm. those, and those are the ones that matter in real life. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares if you know how to play the violin. Nope. Especially if you're mediocre at it. If you're mediocre at guitar, guess what? You can still have a lot of fun. Yeah. If you're mediocre at violin, you just you're hate. Just, it's pointless. You your parents look, hate you. There's no point. in Unless you're like really good at it, no one wants to hear it. Mediocre guitar, you can play along to. You can sit down at the end of the day and come home, put on your 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 uh, exile on Main Street or you whatever. You can be an, a great uncle. Yes. The accordion would be a fun one to learn. Well, that's hard, though, dude. That's a hard one. I know. One. That one looks confusing. That one's hard. My friend plays steel guitar, and that's fucking hard as shit. But he's a real deal musician. Yeah. He's the real deal. But you build on... Once you know guitar, keyboard, you can do all the other ones. Yep. It's so easy. To the one-man band. Yeah. It's just technique. Whereas, you should do a podcast where it's all just your interests. I'm actually trying to do a web series every week. Right. It's me go and do it a different hobby. I gotta be great. Because you know, I used to be a martial arts instructor. Are you How kidding me? How much time me? do we have? Wait a second. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. You just dropped that? Used to be a martial arts instructor? What, yeah. what school? Uh, I don't want to say that school in particular, you know, but it was I, a I know, Taekwondo. I mean, I mean, that's what oh, I Taekwondo. Meant. What, what, oof. Of the World Taekwondo <laughs> Federation. What, oof. <laughs> a Taekwondo instructor. World Taekwondo Federation. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was just thinking about getting into that. It's great. You should do it. It gives you discipline, exercise. Uh, discipline, exercise, flexibility, which is wow. a big thing that, you know, as you get older, you don't, you know, it gets glossed over at the gym because people just go to lift weights or to do cardio. But I love being flexible. You want to be able to do the. You still must do it or do you still do it? No. When did you stop taekwondoing? I stopped that about 10 years ago. Was just, what was it? The problem was. Oh, was it a woman? <laughs> Stop doing Taekwondo <laughs> No more But I love it uh, no, It's it me or the Taekwondo Choose <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, basically, that's kind of what it was, except that's the woman funny. was comedy. And then, yeah, because they're both at night. Oh, really? Why? Taekwondo class is always like a 7 p.m. Uh, okay. thing. Yeah. 7 to 8, 8 to 9. And it was just like, ugh. When I, you know, it was when I first moved to New York, maybe about 10 years ago. And I was just like, it's very That's hard. hilarious. There was a great school in New York. It's called Westside Taekwondo. And they have like, they're very competitive in the like Pan Am games and like That's o- funny US shit, Open. Man. And like, they're very like good at it. And I wanted to be like, in there more but it was just scheduling was not great that's fucking hilarious yeah man that's crazy you really dropped a good one there that's a good one to end on it is a good one it's a good one to end on David what should people know other than what they've already, you've already told them oh god what do you need to know where to go here's Wh- something you should know diesel fuel oh, this is good keep going you know heating, home heat, heating oil? Yeah. It's just diesel fuel. Really? Yeah, but they call it home heating oil, and it, it's taxed differently. Yeah, it is. I have a diesel car. Yeah, you have a diesel car. Yeah. So you could go to the store and buy home heating oil. You could pull it out if you had an oil tank here. Yeah. And put it in your car. It's diesel fuel. Wow. The only difference is they sometimes dye it red, the heating oil. Oh. Because then they don't want, if truckers put it in their trucks... It's tax. It has less tax, so it's cheaper. Holy shit! But it's the same exact thing. So what? It creates red smoke. Yeah, and then the highway patrol can pick them up if they try to do that. Oh, but I, they won't care about me. Little old me. No, but it's for the hassle of you pumping out your own for a ten-gallon tank. And Might come to it. It's a twenty-three-point-eight gallon tank. Are you serious? Yeah, man. You can drive to San Francisco on that fucking. Wow, tank. that's crazy. It's nuts. Well, you could use heating oil. It's the same thing. How Thanks, about that? David. Yeah. Thanks for that tip. Hot tip. Uh, keep, st- keep, stay in touch. You can go on Twitter and talk to David and intercourse with him. Talk to me on there. <laughs> <laughs> and do all sorts of things like that. Are you? What about shows or anything like shows or shit that's coming out that people should check out? Uh, nothing really. I mean, if you're in New York, February fifteenth. When does this podcast come out? It'll probably come out soon. Yeah, forget it. Okay. Nah. Keep an eye peeled. Good night. Bye.